fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. So great to have you. Obviously, we got some very important elections coming up this August 2nd. It's a hidden election. It's a split election like never before. And we have a special guest with us today. Someone who's taking up that fight and going full force and trying to get involved in the state central committee. George Andy Roberts out of the 12th district running for the male seat for the Ohio Republican state central committee. George, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Sam, for having me. Yes, I know. Uh, I know your real name is George, and that's what it's going to be on the ballot. I also I'm, I normally call you Andy. I guess for the listeners who who know you as Andy, do you kind of want to explain to them who who I guess don't know or realize okay. that your real name is George? So my first name is jo- George. That's the name my mother gave me, and then Aunt George Andrew is my middle name. So I have always, since I was little gone by the name Andy. So if I normally call myself Andy, but if I'm at work, they call me George. So I decided to put on the ballot my first name and my nickname. So people weren't confused of who was on the ballot. So that's the reason that it says George Andy Roberts on the ballot. Awesome. Yes. And it's very important to let the listeners and the people uh, in the 12th district know that your name is George, so they know uh, they recognize you. Well, when they go to cast their, you know, vote, uh, obviously they will see Andy, but some voters still get confused. So it's good to clarify that. So uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Andy. We really appreciate it here. Uh, and uh, obviously, like I said, this important so, this election is so important. Uh, people realize people don't even realize what's at stake here, and a lot of people don't know about your position. And a lot of people don't know a lot of the candidates because this might be the, some of the first times we've ever ran for office. This is definitely the mm-hmm. first time I've ever done anything like this in my entire life and getting my podcast out there and, uh, you know, trying to publicize it. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough job. So, uh, as a, as the listeners are listening, uh, one of the first questions we're going to ask you is who is George Andy Roberts and why are you running? Okay, well, first, let me say thank you for doing these uh, podcasts. As you said, it's very hard for people to get educated at times. And the only exposure that a lot of us get is through patriots like yourself that take the time to interview us. Um, Now, I decided to run for state central committee for many, many reasons. Number one, I've sat on the um, county central committee for several years. So making decisions, policy decisions on behalf of the party is nothing new to me. So I've had my eye on the Republican uh, state party for a long, long time and watching what they've been doing for quite some time. So this is not new to me. And I decided to run to bring accountability, number one, because as a I serve as a local pastor here in Greenville, Ohio. And one thing that people don't like is account- accountability. And that goes for you know politics as well. Um, so we wanna bring accountability, we wanna bring transparency, and we just want to give um, the citizens their voice back. We say we the people um, a lot, but really that's not the way our government works. It's for special interests or those who um, are the elites or just those who have the money. And we, the people get the backseat most of the time. So I just wanna represent the people and give them their voice back. Yes, I I agree with that statement wholeheartedly because uh, people don't realize how much power the state central committee has and how much sway it has in the Ohio Republican party let alone being a volunteer position and only meeting four times a year. Correct. I mean, it's, it's something it's, it's a very important seat. People need to get educated on it and people need to be courageous and uh, run for the seat. If you have an opponent or an incumbent in there that's been in there for a long time, they most likely need to go. (laughs) Well, that's the hard thing is number one to get the 
people, number one, educated, and number two, to get people that are honest and trustworthy to actually run for office. Because when you run for office and you see how hard it is to get elected and you see the establishment will rise up and pretty much back and push the incumbents forward onto victory, a lot of people who want to run for office, they just get discouraged. And they're, they decide they just don't want to do it no more because, you know, what's the use? I mean, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a tough game to play in. Uh, that's for sure. Politics. Oh yeah. Uh, what do you feel about the state central committee having a platform? Well, the issue that we have in politics or just in our party altogether is we have too many people that don't represent the same values that we do. Let's take, you know, they say one thing because they want to get elected. Um, it's what you call a rhino, uh, Republican in name only. Um, where I live at in Dark County, it's a very Republican area. So there's no reason to want to run as a Democrat. <laughs> um, so because you won't win. And a lot of people understand Ohio is pretty much a red state um, unless you live in Dayton, Cincinnati, Columbus, or Cleveland, or Toledo area. You don't have to be you know, a Democrat because oh, if you are a Democrat, you can win. But everywhere else, you have to be Republican pretty much in order to win. So what we have is people who will run under the title of Republican just to get elected. And then we get in the mess that we're in today. We have libertarians who um, are infiltrating our party like we've never seen before. Um, so what I think if we have a state platform and everybody pretty much believes the same way, um, then we wouldn't have the issues that we have today. It's mind boggling to know that there are some people that are elected to the state central committee that are not pro-life. You, you would think that would be automatic, right? Well, it's not. They say one thing, they get elected, and then they pretty much get that seat until they don't want it no more. So if you have a state platform where everybody pretty much um, agrees on fundamental ideas and theology or ideas and policies, then you don't have the issues that what we have today. People in office, they say one thing, but then they do another. And if you have a state platform, then you can hold them accountable and say, well, you promised to do this, you promised to stand for that, but you didn't do it, so we don't want you anymore. And we're not going to allow you to be part of you know, our party. So it brings accountability and we need it um, very bad. Need it very badly in the Ohio Republican Party, absolutely. And we'll be talking about uh, some things that should be held accountable for or should be held accountable on later on in the interview. But uh, let's move on to the August 2nd election and concern, and concern of voter turnout. Are you concerned about voter turnout? And if you are, how are you making sure people turn out to vote for the August 2nd election? Well, the rumors that I am hearing is that we're going to have a 3% turnout, and that is not good, um, which perhaps that will benefit people who are not incumbents. Um, but right now, the rumor is that people, number one, don't know about it. Um, most people believe the election's over, you know, in May, May 3rd, that was it. Um, they did their due diligence. They do. They did their duty, and they're done until November. Um, unfortunately, because of Republicans who um, don't have a backbone, and because of the the Supreme Court, we're in the mess that we're in today. So, what we are doing is we are going door to door. We were just in Mercer County yesterday, going to door to door. Um, and educating the people that there's still another election. Um, while we are going to have a very small turnout, I think that if you get enough people motivated, this should be the time, this should be the moment that we can um, turn some tables and we should be able to, 
to pull a few offsets. But then again, um, because we don't have as much time and they drag their feet on the redistricting, like I couldn't really go out full speed in my uh, district because I really didn't know for sure where I was going to be at. There were maps that had me, you know, in the maps that I'm in now, and then there were maps that had me going dark county and south. So I had to postpone a lot of things because I just did not know. So, so because I didn't know, I wasn't able to get my message out there. While we do have Facebook, we do have, you know, door to door campaigning. Um, I just don't know if we have enough time to get the job done. Um, and when you're not a incumbent, you don't have the Ohio Republican Party backing you. You don't have the finances that others might have. So it's a little bit more difficult to get the job done. But I believe it is doable. Well, I believe you're right there. I believe that you can, uh, David slay the Goliath, right? Uh, it can definitely be done. But I believe your, uh, your state central committee rep, the cowardly incumbent Keith Cheney, he can endorse himself, correct? <laughs> they can. And su surprisingly, at the last central committee meeting, they did not do it. Um, normally they do, but they didn't this time around, possibly because, because people are holding them to the fire more than ever before. And they knew that if they would have endorsed themselves, they would have been you know, ridiculed even more. But let me talk a little bit about Keith Cheney. Is that all right? Oh, absolutely. We're okay. Keith, we're allowed to talk about Keith Cheney on this show all day long. All He's right. He's an awful guy. <laughs> so Keith Cheney is the um, chairman of the Allen County Republican Party. He's a man that's been in position for many, many years. He's the definition of career politician. Um, he is the chairman of the... Um, Allen County Republican Party. That's in Lima, Ohio. Out of Lima, they had the Senate president, President Huffman. And then they have um, the House president, President uh, Majority Leader Cup. So you have a man who is, you know, that has the oversight of the two most powerful men in all of um, Ohio. So this is the kind of uh, power that this man has. He sits as the endorsement committee, the same committee that just endorsed Mike DeWine, Frank LaRose, and all of these others. This is the same committee that endorsed John Kasich over Donald Trump. This is the same committee that has endorsed um, uh, Justice O'Connor over and over again, who is now pretty much a Democrat. But they're the ones that kept telling us to vote for her and reelect her. And now look at the mess that we're in today. So this is the same man that when I tried to get a picture with one of our Supreme Court uh, justices who is running for election um, in November, I won't tell you who they were because, you know, <laughs> they wouldn't like that very much. It doesn't matter who they were. But I asked for a picture with them and they told me no. And the reason they told me no didn't really match up. They said, well, we don't take pictures with people. Yeah, sure you don't. Um, but the real reason is because Keith Cheney has got her reelected, them reelected over and over again. That was a slip up. Um, they got them reelected over and over again. And if Keith Cheney would see a picture with me with them, that would not make Keith Cheney very happy. And we all know what happens when Keith Cheney gets angry. We saw Keith Cheney a few months ago at, I believe, the Logan County uh, Lincoln Day dinner. Oh, yes. This is something we experienced together. Yes, we did. When uh, Mark Paquita was giving his little um, five-minute speech, or however long it was, um, Keith Cheney, my opponent, of course, uh, blurts out the word BS. I won't say it because, you Thank know. you. Yes, we got to keep the closure. Okay. We got a lot. Yes. Yeah, got to keep the closure, the show clean, but okay. yes. So he blurts out the word BS in front of everybody. Interrupts a man who is 
pouring his own money, his own time, his whole heart into our campaign, and you interrupt him in front of everybody. And it's, it's disrespectful, it's arrogant, and this is the man that we have running um, in Allen County Republican Party. But he's a powerful man, and nobody wants to make this man angry. Nobody wants to take this man on. He's been opposed one time in the last 10 years, one time, and he crushed him. So he's very powerful. Um, he's got connections like no other man that I believe in the state, and he's going to be very hard to beat. But um, if the party will unite together, it can be done. Unfortunately uh, for us, we are going to have three people on the ballot, so it's going to make it a lot more difficult. Um, but Keith Cheney definitely if not this year, in the years to come, he needs to be replaced. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more on that. The sad thing is you have one slimy sleazeball uh, incumbent that has all the resources he could ever possibly want. Yeah. And then you have two really good citizen candidates um, for the uh, state central committee seat that are kind of fighting, you know, fighting each other, more or less Keith Cheney. And, you know what I mean? Not technically fighting each other, but it's it, like you, like you're basically putting it's harder to win with uh, the split vote there. You look at it with Joe Blystone and Jim Renacci. It's just, it's kind of the same way. Now, I know Democrats probably jumped over and maybe voted for DeWine in that election, but still, I feel even if the Democrats did jump over and vote for uh, Mike DeWine or didn't, he still would have won probably pretty comfortable, comfortably as it seemed. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's important. Keith Cheney needs to go. Uh, we need to do everything we can to support uh, George, Andy Roberts in this election, and anyone who's primarying Keith Cheney. I think it's important. Um, I know, obviously, you very well, and I know Jake very well, which we'll also be having him on the show. But, you know, it's good to talk about it, right? And it's good to know these candidates, and it's good to inform people that there is an election coming up uh and they need to go out and vote. And they need to know that Keith Cheney is a slime ball. And maybe the Republicans who didn't know that Keith Cheney was a slime ball, kind of like the Republicans who didn't know Mike DeWine was a slime ball, will stop voting for him. And maybe we'll see that all August 2nd. But the only thing we can do from here on out, George, is educate and, and, right. and shout from the rooftops as loud as we can to let people know that, hey, we have an election. We have crooked people in office. We need to get them out. We need to get them out. And just send him home to retirement because he is old, and I think he's got a serious lung condition. Uh, the last time at the state central committee meeting, it's like he could not cough, stop coughing. It's kind of, uh, and I don't like to make fun of anybody's health, but you know, seems like he might have something going on there. But I don't like well, when you, it, Well, when you are in power as long as he's been in power, number one, you get connections, and you get people who will go to bat for you, and you don't have to do anything because they do the work for you. And when you get citizen candidates who want to take on the giant or who want to take a stand, um, it's, not, it's not as easy um, when you are the incumbent. And that's why I am totally 100% against endorsements. And I guess that's always another topic to yeah, talk yeah, about. We'll, we will get to that in a minute here. Uh, we, will get that to, we will get to that here in a minute. Another, another thing I guess I want to ask you, uh, kind of a policy, and uh, it's a very big topic right now going on in our country. Um, what's your opinion on the Roe versus Wade decision? Well, my main opinion is, number one, it's about time. Um, the biggest, um, in my opinion, the biggest sin, the biggest um, problem that America has faced from, from, for many, many years has been the murder of innocent lives, the murder of our babies. Um, and this has been long overdue. Um, first, let's give credit to all the prayers of the saints. But as much as I believe in prayer and praying to abolish abortion, we have to also give credit to our former president, or or like some would say, you know, he's still our president. Yes. Um, but, you know, Donald Trump, 
Um, had he not kept his promises, had he not put uh, three good Supreme Court justices on the bench, we would not be talking about this today. So a shout out to our president, uh, President Trump, for doing what he promised um, and giving us. We'll give President Trump a round of applause there. For because let's just be honest, you know, it's because he put these people on the bench that they uh, that we're talking about this right now. Um, I am one hundred percent pro life, and let me just give you two quick stories. I don't talk about these issues very much because you know they're personal. Um, but I am for life, one hundred percent. No um, exemptions or reasons for, you know, my mother, when she was pregnant many, many years ago, my mom had eight children and when she was pregnant with my son or my brother, she um, was having a few problems and she was in a revival service one day for, um, for church. And there was a man who was there preaching it and she called my he, he called my mother up and he told my mother um that there is something on the inside of you that was once dead um and she said that when he began to talk to her she, she began to feel heat all over her body and he said the heat that you're feeling let me just let you know nobody knew about this heat except for my mother right and he said, the heat that you're feeling is the Lord giving you a blood transfusion. And he said, what was dead on the inside of you is now alive. And my mom was able to have healing in her body for this child who would be later would be my brother. So I am 100 um, percent pro-life because I believe that even if you have problems with a pregnancy or you have issues that I believe in miracles and I believe that God can perform miracles on your behalf. So I have never forgot what God did for my mother. And I've always been pro-life my whole life. And when I was pastoring my first church, because I had been, I had been in ministry since I was 16 years old. I pastored my first church when I was 21. And we were uh, I got married when I was in my third year of pastoring and my wife became pregnant five months into the marriage or a few months into it. About five months into it, we separated. And the biggest reason why we separated was because she was pregnant. And during the time of her being pregnant, she had considered abortion she had considered dropping the child off to a fire station when it was born um and people always like to yell well the only ones that think about abortion are liberals people that are crazy people that are you know horrible people this was a church girl a church a pastor's wife that was considering abortion and thank god she changed her mind because I wouldn't have my son today. But I tell the story to relate to people who are struggling, people that um, don't know what to do, people that maybe be having second doubts about having children. Um, that's why I'm very passionate about fathers. Um, I'm working with the Pregnancy Health Center here in Dark County, and I want to reach out to fathers who are going to be fathers for the first time, uh, people, you know, fathers who are neglected and forgotten about, because we like to talk about mothers all the time, but we don't talk about our fathers. So I am very passionate about the pro-life movement. And while this is a great victory for us, um, our work is just beginning. We need to make adoption easier. We need to make, um, make things easier for our mothers to be able to have these children um, because a lot of them are very scared and they don't have the resources that they need to, you know, have a, a child or to be a good mother. So we need to do more on the state level. We need to do more on the 
local level and the church has got to step up to the plate and do a lot more as well. I couldn't agree more. And George, uh, thank you so much for sharing that story. Our listeners should enjoy that one because I surely did. Um, pretty powerful stuff that just goes along with a lot of the other stories that I hear. Uh, life always wins in my opinion. And you are mm-hmm. absolutely right. God will perform miracles. Yeah, it, it, it happens. So, uh, wow. Great story. Uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing. So next question, what are your thoughts on the lawsuit brought on to the Ohio Republican party that Mark Bainbridge and four other members are a part of? Well, you have a few rock stars that are in the party. And let me just say a few, (laughs) um, I applaud them for standing for truth. Um, Ronald Reagan said, if you can't make them see the light, make them feel the heat. And that's a slogan that I've been using my whole campaign. Um, And you have a few people that are bringing the heat. um, And I applaud them for, you know, doing so while it feels like what they're doing is on deaf ears. (laughs) Um, There is a lot that they are hiding in the Ohio Republican Party. And all we want as number one voters, but all we want as registered Republicans, is we want the truth and we want transparency and we want fairness. Um, So I do applaud them for standing for what's right. Um, When you decide to to take a stand like the way that they are, um, it puts a target on your back. That's why people hated um, Mark Bikita because they don't like accountability and it puts a target on your back. So I applaud anybody who's willing to, to take a stand. I know how it is to take a stand against the Republican party. I did that at my former County before I moved to dark County. I know how it is to take a stand um, and to have all arrows, all weapons pointed at you. Um, but it takes guts and I applaud them for that. Yes, uh, especially only being a little, the little group as they are, you know what I mean? That's five people that, you know, and I know there's a little bit more, the Campbells, I believe there's somewhat fighters here in the first district, uh, hopefully to have Gina on the show and Bob, but uh, from the most part, I mean, these are the only people that stood up and got under the lawsuit, and I feel like one of the lawsuits were the most important things to be a part of. So it's important to uh, be courageous and we need courageous people in our, you know, state central committee. Absolutely. Yes. So here's another thing that's very important in the state central committee, which people on the show might not know is uh, roll call votes and roll call votes in state central committee. So do you feel the state central committee should vote by roll call? Without question. Um, If you are, if you have a roll call vote, if you are part of the Ohio State uh, Senate or the Ohio House, they have what you call a roll call vote, right? Um, every vote that you take, yay or nay, or if you're not there, um, it registers that you're not there. So they are able, the voters that elect them are able to see how they vote and how they legislate. Um, it holds them accountable. Um, and when you don't have that, then you have pretty much, uh, tyranny, you have, um, chaos and you have disorder. Um, right now, what they normally do on the state central committee is all in favor, say, I, I, all those not in favor, say nay, nay. And then our chairman will pretty much say, well, in my opinion, the A's have it. Um, and and don't, okay. sorry if I'm interrupting here, but I want the listeners to know that when you go to some of these state central committee meetings, now since COVID happened, you're really not required to maybe go there in person so you can perform by Zoom. So mm-hmm. the very corrupt treasurer, Dave Johnson, was literally on Zoom and he's screaming into the camera and, you know, I... And it just, and it's like, how can you conduct business like this? 
Yeah, it's very chaotic. It's very disorderly. Um, and that brings up another issue. Um, voting over the phone. If you okay, so you only have three or four meetings per year, correct? Um, and if you can't be there for the meetings, and I understand things happen, things come up and you can't make it, but there are people that are never there and they will just do a on the call phone meeting. Um, to me, I believe there should be statutes put in the bylaws that if you can't attend meetings, you shouldn't be elected to the position. Um, but roll call voting is vital and I will be one of those who will stand up. Now, in order to get things done, in order to get things accomplished and reform to happen is you have to elect um, more people that are of the same mind. Um, that's why we have the promise keepers who for the most part have all pledged to uh, be in favor of roll call voting. Um, and I am one of those that have taken the pledge, um, but roll call voting will bring accountability um, and we need it drastically. No more secret ballots, no more um, just saying yay or nay. And there are times, you know, treasure report, but when it comes to policy, when it comes to what, you know, endorsements and so forth, um, there must be something in writing so that people know um, where you stand. Let me give you an illustration. You had people at this last meeting that would vote both ways. All in favor say aye, aye. All in favor say nay, nay. They would say both. So there's no accountability um, and that must change. Absolutely. Uh, accountability needs brought to the Ohio Republican Party. We need candidates like you to bring it there. That's why we're trying to get this out there and let the people know because uh, it's, it's crazy how, can, how business is conducted at the Ohio Republican Party. One of the most powerful, it's an organization, right? It's not, it's not a branch of government or anything. It's a, it's a political organization. Uh, obviously one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful in the state, yet the most corrupt. I'm not, I will have to say. So obviously this is an issue that's pretty popular in the state house and in our whole state, um, especially with our tyrannical governor, uh, what he did with the COVID mandates and lockdowns and etc what is your opinion on the issue of medical freedom and uh if you're in favor which i believe you are because i know you well what have you done okay uh yeah i am 100 percent in favor of um medical freedom i am part of the sandusky or dark county medical freedom fighters um established by Amy Morrow, who's running for uh, state house district 84, I believe 84. Correct. Um, so I am part of that here in dark County. Um, but what have I done? Um, it's easy to say, you know, you're for it, but check out a person's record. Let me give you my record. Number one, um, when I used to live in Sandusky County, I had a um, state rep that did not sign the um, House Bill 248 um, discharge. Um, and I gave them heck over it. They said, well, if 50 people sign it, I'll be the last one to sign it. I'll do it then. Well, too late by then. Um, in House 84 right now, or District 84, Susan Manchester, um, she did not sign the discharge as well. Um, they waited to the substitute bill came out, um, but it doesn't give us medical freedom. Um, so what have I done? So I stood up against him when COVID happened and all of the councils, city halls all shut down. Um, my office, my bishop's office, we stood on the front lines and we demanded that they open up city council. I do not believe in Zoom meetings. Um, I believe that the people have a right to petition their government. And when you are having Zoom meetings, 
that takes my right to petition away. So when they shut down the government, I was there on the front lines demanding that they open up City Hall for we the people. And guess what? We got it done. Um, they opened up because they knew what they were doing was unconstitutional. Um, we established inside of our church what we called Good Samaritan transportation. We would take people from their homes to doctor visits, to the hospital, to uh, um, grocery stores, and so forth. And we never at one time ever wore masks. Can you imagine the outrage at times that we received when we walked into hospitals without our mask on? Oh, I was there. <laughs> well, I wasn't there with you, but I, 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 I tried it out myself. Yes, it was outrage. People had outrage. Sorry for interrupting. They were outraged. Um, so we stood our ground because they were unconstitutional. I know what the Constitution says. Um, so we took a stand with that. Um, But there's a lot of things that we've done. I have been a very outspoken when it comes to HB 248 um, that I know they have been trying to get this passed um, through the House. It did not work. They tried to get it on the ballot. And, it, and each time I have tried to gone out and got signatures to, to get this done. I know in Dark County, they're trying to uh, establish a place to get more signatures, to get it on the ballot again. So we're going to open up our church here in the next few weeks to um, allow people to come and um, sign the petition for it again. But those are just a few of the things that we have done in the name of pro-medical freedom. Um, I have attended and participated in several rallies when it comes to medical freedom. Um, I believe that the people should have a choice in that mandating um, employers or employees or even mandating people in general. Um, I am 100 uh, percent for low, you know, for low government. Um, I want so little government that you can't see it. Um, so I will always stand for medical freedom, um, even when, you know the odds are stacked against you. And um, I think I have the proven track record when it comes to medical freedom um, to show that I am a pro-medical freedom uh, advocate. And, I, and I, will, uh, I will, you know, agree with that. You have done a lot in the medical freedom community. You've definitely stood on the sidewalks. Did you go to the uh, HB 248 uh, hearing? No, at that time when they, no, when they had the hearings, I was working full time. Yep. At, yep. At, at times, I was doing twelve hours a day, um, hours. So I was unable to uh, go to those meetings, but I would have gladly have wished I could have made it yeah. to those hearings. It was a pretty good crowd, not as big as the crowd as we wanted. Uh, you know, obviously you want more, but you can't complain with what you get. And uh, uh, I had a really good time with the people there. A lot of people w wanting them legislators to do something, but yet they just sit there and do nothing. And <clears throat> the person holding that bill up is Speaker Cup, as you said, which he is from mm -hmm. Henry County. So you just look at the connections, Keith Cheney, Henry County, GOP, Chairman Allen County. I'm sorry. I don't know where Henry County came from. Thank you for the correction. <clears throat> Allen County, Allen County GOP chairman. Uh, yeah, it just, obviously he's helping get these people elected. And if he was in the position, yeah. he'd probably be doing the same exact thing. We need yeah. these people out of office. So they elect a lot more morally right people and people who just want to stand on, you know, stand with freedom. Uh, we need that. Absolutely. Well, let's just be very honest. Let me leave this one point on this issue. We we have the Ohio House, correct? We have the Ohio Senate, and we have the governor's mansion. There is no reason why we should not have pro-medical um, freedom legislation uh, supported and passed in the state house. There's no reason for it. Yep. Um, and I don't care what their excuses are. We have all the power in Ohio. We, the people, want it. So please, so, so it's time to start electing people that will do what we want. 
And, and it's all about electing people like, you know, for the listeners who still don't know or who haven't known or just tuning in, uh, the state central committee seat is so powerful. It helps elect candidates all around the state because they do these cowardly primary endorsements. But, you know, the big dream is, is to get rid of these primary endorsements and you create a whole new playing field of Republican competition and make it much more better. As Mark Bakita said, and I know we're quoting Mark a lot on the show, but steel sharpens steel. We need more Republicans challenging Republicans because that makes them better Republicans, more conservative. We need that, absolutely. Even J.R. Majewski's making, uh, you know, Marcy Kapner go to the right, act like she's a Republican, talking about, mm-hmm. you know, getting rid of big government. And then you have Tim Ryan acting like a, a Republican. You have to be conservative it's good you can push these people to the right even if they're democrats uh, because people are more attracted to freedom it's natural so george if elected to the uh, state central committee what would you change in it okay well first of all change anything okay well number one like i said you have to have enough people on board to fight with you right now while we are gaining numbers we don't have enough numbers right now to make positive change. Um, so it starts, you know, by electing new people that will stand with you uh, shoulder to shoulder. Um, and I hope we can elect some new people this time around. Um, if we don't, um, we have a lot of work to do and we got two years to make a big difference. And I think we can, um, but we need to number one and you know, primary endorsements. Um, people say, well, primary endorsements aren't that important. Um, but then again, they endorsed John Kasich over Donald Trump and guess who won? They endorse, um, you know, John Kasich won Ohio, you know, six they, years ago. They endorsed Jim Renacci in the 2018 U S Senate race over Mike Gibbons. Guess who won Jim Renacci? Mm-hmm. They endorse um, Mike DeWine over Taylor. Guess who won? Um, so don't tell me that endorsements don't matter. They do. Um, and I know my opponent, Keith Cheney, is talking about, you know, I got Jim Jordan's endorsement. Well, Jim Jordan doesn't know me. Jim, you've gotten Jim Jordan elected over and over again. You're part of the most po- powerful, you know, parties in all of Ohio. Of course, he's going to back you. He's not going to back a no name like me. Um, so, well, hold on there. I mean, in in my opinion, I wouldn't really want Jim Jordan's endorsements endorsement because what has Jim Jordan done other than flap his jaws first off? And also Jim Jordan endorsed the cowardly, uh, state representative in the 82nd district, my district, Craig Riedel to run for Congress Mm -hmm. against Marcy Kapner and it would have got totally destroyed. J.R. Majewski citizen candidate, not in the good old boys club running. That Allen County crew down there really, really frightens me. I think there's a big, big pro-business movement down there, and we need to break that up. We need more more for the people, and I see it, and I know you're calling it out, but I just wanted to call it out even more. I mean, it's terrible. Okay, well, let's talk about Jim Jordan a little bit. Jim Jordan also has endorsed Susan Manchester, who has big ties with, guess who, Keith Cheney um, in Allen County. Um but endorsements pretty much tell me one of two things. They tell me, number one, they trust you, or number two, they can manipulate you and they can control you. Um, so when people say, well, I had this person's endorsement, I have this person's endorsement, I have not personally been out seeking endorsements because when it comes, in my opinion, in my opinion, what matters to me is the people's endorsement. And, but let's just be honest, J.D. Vance came out of nowhere and won the primary because of what? President Trump's endorsement. Um, He came out of nowhere. He wasn't even on the map. I think he was like in fourth place. And then all at once he's in first place. Yeah, he never never campaigned. I never saw him anywhere. I never never saw him anywhere. Never campaigned. Not at one dinner, not at one event until the very, very end when he had the endorsement then he came out of nowhere um so endorsements do matter unfortunately because people trust those that they elect um 
when you talk about Jim Jordan, I came from a very corrupt county. They absolutely love Jim Jordan. And anybody who speaks out against Jim Jordan, that's suicide. Um, because most people don't know that he's not really done anything except call out Democrats, except for standing up for Donald Trump. That's pretty much what his record is, is standing against Dr. Fauci. But what has he done legislatively? Nothing. So, um, but unfortunately, people will only do what they're told. They follow like sheep, but it's time for lions to arise. And, but we just like to go along. If the mayor says, vote for this person, they must know what's best for me. No, it's time for us to start doing our own homework and not rely on endorsements from groups or from candidates or from the Republican Party. Yeah. And in my opinion, these endorsements, they got to have strings attached, right? It's not like, I mean, really nobody in the right mind, especially in this politic world, the, I mean, unless you're just a good, honest person and you really want somebody to get elected, which like for me, uh, there's a battle with, uh, you know, Rick, listen, let's just call it out, Rick Barron and uh, Dave Johnson. Obviously, mm -hmm. me and Rick Barron aren't the best, you know, we're not the greatest friends, and uh, I, I probably would never go out to dinner with him, maybe maybe on a, on a good day, but I'll still support him, and I would endorse him, or I would tell people to vote for him uh, because he, who he's going up against. You know what I mean? So endorsements are some somewhat stupid, but, like, if I let, let's say I was an elected official, though, right, or I had some type of swing... Um, I mean, maybe my, I don't know, most definitely, a, most definitely elected official. If I was an elected official or the state central committee, I'm not going to be going around and telling people in my county who they should vote for their chairman, right? Or their, the, the committee or the central or the county committee, who they who they should vote for chairman. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, I'm not going to go around and endorse all in these townships who should be on the committee. That, that's just, you shouldn't do that. And then, and they do. And I feel like a lot of these just have strings attached and we need to cut these strings. And, uh, cause it's so easy to win with an endorsement. I'm glad you brought it up. The JD Vance uh, stuff, because I think this is going to be a huge election. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited for November. I, I would hate to see JD Vance lose us the seat, but honestly, guys, it's lost anyway. So it really won't matter. So everybody like, thinking they have to go out and vote for J.D. Vance, you do not have to go out and vote for J.D. Vance. Who's going to be easier to beat in six years, Tim Ryan or J.D. Vance? Because in my opinion, J.D. Vance is going to go there and sell out faster than he, you know, faster than he got to Ohio. Because right after he, faster, as, faster than he left Ohio, because we all know he left fast. He talked about in his book about how he, how he couldn't wait to leave. I mean, he, the guy doesn't like Ohio. He's being a total fake. He's owned by Peter Thiel, most likely. And it seems like Trump wants in on that deal, and that's sad to say. But uh, endorsements are stupid when it come when when people are just forcing it down your throat. You know. Uh, well, let me say this: um, we as a party are very, as a state, are in trouble when we start electing people because we're being told to. Um, now, I have a track record of not being, you know, when. I know this past cycle before I moved to um, last year, before I moved to Dark County, um, I was one of the bigger people who, you know, me and my party didn't get along because, you know, I stood up to them. Okay. But one thing we did agree on for the most part was primary endorsements. And I pretty much pushed forward a resolution to, um, call for no endorsements in the primary. And that's one area that I'm very passionate about. And I have a track record of staying, standing against primary endorsements. And in Dark County, they did not endorse um, in the um, primary. So I do appreciate my county down here. They also do not endorse. So, and I know every county is different. A few of them couldn't wait to endorse. And some stay out of it. And I think that's um, admirable for those that will let the people decide. Um, but you go to some counties, they make a card for you. They have everyone's name written down. They take that card to the ballot and they vote exactly how they're told. Yep. And that causes a very rigged system. Um, and it's really got to, it's, it's got to change. 
But unfortunately, until we can get some things changed on the county levels, you, you see, while I'm running for state central committee, the power actually belongs to the state or to the county um, uh, people. If we can take the counties back one by one, then we can make a difference on the state level. Um, but that's where it begins. And that's why I'm proud to serve on the Dark County Central Committee. And that's why I'm trying to run for state central. Well, we uh, we salute you for that uh, service. I mean, it's important. Uh, Defiance County listeners, I, I bring you guys up a lot because we're, we're in this uh, area and I got most of my listeners from here. Several seats on Defiance, Defiance County State Central Committees. Uh, so please look at it. See if you're in your township or in your ward and uh, run for the, or try to get appointed, get involved. It's very important. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate uh, you getting involved down there in Dark County. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's very important, and I encourage them to get involved immediately. We need recruits. We need reinforcements now that will rise up and stand for truth and righteousness, and that will hold the party accountable. Yep. Accountability, big thing that needs done in our political system, that's for sure. Uh, Someone who definitely, in my opinion, needs some accountability, uh, I'll let you explain that uh, in, in your opinion, but what is your opinion on Chairman Bob Paduchik? Okay. Well, let me first say that I'm the only one in my race of the three candidates that has openly said that I would not reappoint him as chairman. Um, Without question, the only reason why he got it is because, again, Donald Trump pretty much endorsed him. Um, They encouraged the party to elect him. Um, I don't think you should elect a person based on who they worked for. I don't think you should elect a person because of their connections. Um, So I think that, so I am proud to say that I'm the only one that has openly said it. If you go to my Facebook page, you can find it, find it on there um, that I would not vote for him to be reelected. In my personal opinion, I think what we should have is somebody representing us that is part of the state central committee. Um, That's how I feel it should be done. If the state central committee has a better person in mind, let's say Mark Bikita, I'd be in favor of that because I believe that he would hold the party accountable. But in reality, I think that if we have been elected by um, by the people, we should elect from those who have been elected and that should be our chairman, not just somebody who is chosen out of the bucket who can manipulate people and who will be a puppet for our governor or for the elected officials. And that's pretty much what you got now. Um, a man who is pretty much handpicked by Mike DeWine um, because you know, because they're friends. So I think it's time for a change without question. Banana Bob is, is what I call him. He's, he's interesting. Yeah. And I don't know a whole lot about him per se. Um, Banana Republic. Yeah. But from what I could see and from what I've gathered, let me encourage those who have never been to a central committee meeting. I don't think you would enjoy it because they're not enjoyable. Um, But at least you can see for your own eyes how corrupt the party really is. And the party can only be corrupt because of one reason, because of his leadership. So they are hiding things and they are allowing things to be swept under the rug. Um, Jane Timken swept it under the rug and Bob is doing the very same thing. We need to elect somebody that will hold the party accountable, that will bring things to the light. And um, unfortunately, you know, that's not Bob. No, it's not. Uh, he, he's doing the absolute opposite of that, actually, in my opinion. Uh, Banana Republic Bob Paduchik, sadly endorsed by Trump, as uh, George mentioned. Uh, uh-huh. we, we can talk about Trump and his endorsements on another day. Uh, but... <laughs> 
Uh, George, do you have any ending statement that you would like to uh, like to tell the listeners anything they want you to maybe we didn't cover or want you to remember you of or anything like that? Okay, well, well, let me just say this in ending because I know it's probably been a, a good minute with us um, that it's time to restore the party back to the people. The it's called the great old party, the GOP, the great old party. I still believe that the party is great. I'm not looking to start a new party or join another party. I think we can reform it. It's going to take a little time and it's going to take a lot of education. Um, it's going to take a lot of work, but it can be done. Um, I have spent the last 26 years in ministry since I was 16 years old. So serving has been, you know, my life. Um, I started on the front lines and back in 2019, my bishop and I started on the front line uh, defending American freedoms. Um, it's time for real patriots to rise up and to um, do what's right. Um, no more sitting on the sidelines. It's time to be on the front lines fighting. Um, I applaud those people who have decided to run for the first time. I know there's a lot of them. We call them citizen candidates, and I applaud them. That's what I am. Um, but we are in, in a very strategic time, and we need to elect people that are going to be fighters. And I believe that I have a track record of fighting for the people. Um, Back before I moved to Dark County, I belonged to a party that made deals with Democrats, okay? And they pretty much told us that we could not march in a Memorial Day parade. And I told them, so I thought we were the party of free speech. I thought we were the party of Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan. Um, and they would not allow us to march on the um in the parade. And I told them that's totally against our constitutional rights. And we actually fought the party on that. And because I fought the party and I won and I was allowed to march, they canceled me. So I am very used to fighting the party. I'm it doesn't matter to me if I get my hands dirty or get my hands bloody. But we need people that are willing to fight, that will throw their reputations down, that are willing to do what it takes to get the job done. That's why I applauded um, Mark Paquita so much during this last election. He was the only one willing to put his own reputation on the line, because when you take on the establishment, you got to have a backbone. You can't be a coward. You have to be willing to fight. And I have the track record of fighting against the establishment. And a lot of people, they like to overlook me because it's very, because the reason is very simple. It's because they're afraid of me and they should be because anybody who has the backbone as I do to stand up to corruption should be feared. And um, I'm willing to do what it takes to um, fight the establishment. And I'll leave you with this one last thought during our um, state central committee meeting um, a few months ago when they endorsed Mike DeWine. Right before they endorsed Mike DeWine, I know Sam, you and many, many others were out there um, crying, let us decide, let us decide. Um, and I was one of those that was out there with you um, and with the people saying, let us decide. And my primary opponent, you know, I haven't spoken much about him tonight, um, Jake Eilerman, where is he at? He was not on the front lines with us. And we need fighters who are going to stand up no matter what, who aren't afraid to stand up. And if you want to elect a fighter, look no further than me. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate the chance to talk a little bit about what I believe and what I want to do. Um, I think we can take our party back, but it's going to take a lot of work and the party has to come 
together. Us patriots, I got to work together. We got to, um, we got to be united like never before. A hundred percent because united we stand strong, divided we, we will fall. And not only will will we lose these elections, we might only lose, we might lose the Republican party as a whole. You know, we might actually lose seats, you know, governor seats, Senate seats, even some house seats here and there. Who knows? We cannot let Republicans keep leading us into this dark, dark path. Andy, I, I, or Andy, Bob or Robert, Andy, I appreciate you coming on. (laughs) Sorry, but you're going to confuse me, man. This is the first time I, uh, I knew your first name was George, but uh, I, I I enjoy it. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Is there uh, is there any websites that you have out there, social medias, emails, phone numbers, or where we can even donate at uh, for your campaign for the listeners? Okay, I'll give you my phone number first. My phone number is five six seven two zero one six six three one. Um, I live in at five twenty seven Mark with. It's one word, Mark with uh, Avenue, it's in Greenville, Ohio, 45331. Um, I have a Facebook page. My Facebook page is very simple. It's Andy Roberts for State Central Committee. Um, I have a Weebly page, which is, let me get this for you, Roberts for Ohio, State CC dot weebly.com again roberts for ohio state cc dot weebly.com so is um it, is that the number four or for for okay so, thank you yep yeah um so i do have a few things there i normally just use my facebook page i am deleted off of facebook so you won't find my name, Andy Roberts, on Facebook, but you will find my uh, state central committee. Um, I have been part of the cancel culture. You know, they don't like what they hear. So, yeah. unfortunately, I got hit by Facebook. So, I think many of us in this uh, uh, atmosphere have, have hit that wall one too many times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, but I do appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, but so, go ahead. Okay. But if there was ever a time for the people to rise up, we have to rise up now. As we talked about at the very beginning, it's going to be low turnout. So we have to motivate the people. They must go out. They must motivate their families to go out, um, friends to go out. So what I would encourage you to do is, number one, find my Facebook page. You can find anything on there that you need. Uh, Share it. Share it on your Facebook page. Encourage your friends to share it. That's how we're going to take um, this thing back is united together and everybody doing their part. So, um, we have a lot of work to do, but it can be done. Absolutely. I like that positive message, George, and, uh, you keep that up come August. It'll be a, hopefully it'll be a great day for you. All right. I look forward to having you back on, uh, when we start getting some things going in the state central committee and when you take office, that would be interesting. So, uh, you're more than welcome to come on the show anytime. Please feel free to reach out. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming on the show here at Red Future Radio. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care, Andy. Have a great day. You too. All right. That was uh, George Andy Roberts running for State Central Committee, District 12. So glad to have him on. Uh, it's nice to have people that you know personally on the show. Uh, like like Nicole, like Andy, like Jake too, his opponent. They'll be very interesting. Uh, they are always always are very interesting because we have this you know dialogue back and forth. It's not too awkward. We know each other, and we've had some experiences together. You know, with the Key Cheney thing, being at the ORP State Central Committee committee meetings, etc. It's really good content to talk about. You have two people here on the show that are part of this stuff. Uh, it's good stuff, and we're, we're so excited and so uh, honored to bring bring you uh, this this content and explain what's going on from our view. And uh, uh, there are people out there that experience this, and they need to tell it to the world. Um, shove it out there. So we'll always finish with the verse of the day. Uh, this is from Psalms chapter 42, verse 8. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me. 
a prayer to the God of my life. I encourage everyone to get your Bible out, read it, read a verse a day, just listen to it on the show, encourage people to maybe even listen to the show just so they hear the verse of the day, and maybe they'll uh, read even more of the Bible after the show. That's what we encourage the most. Know Jesus Christ, because if we don't know Jesus Christ, we aren't going to get anywhere in life. And it's going to feel like you're going somewhere, but it's just like a treadmill. You know, you're not going anywhere. That's the devil showing you his illusion. Be in God's frequency. Do not be in Lucifer's frequency. Tomorrow, we're also going to have another exclusive interview. As many of you know, I'm on vacation in Tennessee, the great state of Tennessee, with my lovely family, and we're having some fun here. We're making sure we're still getting you content out. We'll be having state central committeemen from the mail spot, District 12, Andy Roberts' opponent, also known as George, Jake Eilerman. He'll be on the show, and that's awesome to have him Look forward to his discussion. Please tune into that next. That will be our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Look forward to bringing you more news, content, interviews, and talk shows. Please check out the Red Future Radio uh, website. That's redfutureradio.com. My social media is at Samuel C. McGuire. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, True Social, Getter, Parlor. Telegram, TikTok, email Samuel C. McGuire at gmail.com. Thank you so much. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. God bless you and thanks for listening.